Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. But um, hey, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, why don't we jump right into it? Um, let's go to Psalm 23. And uh, Psalm 23 Verse 1 reads, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Another word for the word want is lack. Will you say that with me? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Come on, let's say it again. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. Tonight, I, I want to talk from the, speak from the subject of the, I shall not want, I shall not lack. I shall not lack. Do we have, a, do we have the slide of I shall not lack? Oh, look at that. Come on, I love the green. It reminds me of golf too. That's inspiring. Maybe I'll just preach facing this way. I shall not lack. Um, you know, that, that is a very powerful statement in, in Natalie in, in, in my life. Because we've, we've had to overcome lack in our lives. Some of you know my story, our story, but we've had to overcome poverty. But the Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. The Bible says that Jesus is the good shepherd. And, and this Psalm 23 is a beautiful picture of our relationship with our Savior and our Creator. That he is like a shepherd and we are like the sheep. And he's such a good shepherd that he leads us to places where we don't have to lack. To some of us, that might sound crazy because you might be here tonight and be like, well, Marco, that, that I, I see that, I hear that. But right now I find myself in a state of lack. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand, but I would say that some of us, a lot of us are, are dealing with that. But that, that has been our story. And, and I believe that tonight I'm on an assignment from heaven to, to preach a prophetic word that will release and unlock us tonight and will set something in motion in our lives, in my life, in all of our lives and believe the revelation that we don't have to lack. We Unfortunately, we live in a, in a world where the prophets of this world are prophesying and declaring and preaching lack. The false prophets of the world, CNN, MSNBC, NBC, ABC, all the woke media, all they're preaching and prophesying is times of recession are coming. Everybody be afraid. Hide your wives, hide your things, hide your things, hide out everything. Because recession is coming. The famine is coming. Lack is coming. Well, it's interesting that we got through COVID. Now recession. COVID, COVID. And all they want us to do is to be afraid. All they want us to be is fear of be afraid and, and partake with, with fear. But how many of you know that the language of hell is negativity? I just feel like that challenged some of us tonight. In our own home, what kind of language are we speaking? 
That challenges me. Natalie sometimes is like, will you quit being negative? I'm like, babe, just leave me alone for a second. But you're right also. The, the, the language of hell is negativity. But the kingdom of God, come on, the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God believes what the Bible says regardless of what I see when I open my eyes. The prophets of the kingdom, come on, see the flow of heaven and the prosperity of God and the abundance of God and the revelation of the scriptures that my God is the God of abundance. Come on, somebody. I don't care what I see and what the prophets of the world are saying. Come on, I declare and prophesy that the blessing of the Lord is coming and prosperity is coming and the windows of heaven will open up in my life, in my family, my children, my children, children's, my business, my church, my ministry. Come on, the businesses I'm about to start and the career that I'm, in, that I'm about to start and promotions and bonuses. Come on, if you're willing to believe it, say amen. I shall not lack. Come on, that's the assignment from heaven tonight, to believe the revelation. I shall not lack. Uh, it's important for us to understand something that Natalie and I did when we were going through really deep financial struggles where we didn't even have enough to eat. Like, some of us have heard, heard this story, but we would like the funds would run out towards day 26 or 27 of the month and I have to call my mom mom would you help me out okay here's the 200 bucks here's 100 bucks so you can finish the month and until one day I just got tired of them I'm not gonna ask I'm just gonna look through change in my my kitchen and the and the couch see if a few dollars fill in there and quarters true story we began to look and through the couch cushions of the the couch and the, under the bed and we're looking through everything every drawer so we found seven nineteen dollars and every time we found a dollar we would celebrate babe i found another dollar found two quarters river was one at the time and uh we took our 19 dollars and we walked to ralph's because we lived within walking distance didn't want to spend any gas come on somebody and uh and we bought uh, Hebrew Nationals, is that what they're called? Hot dogs? We bought hot dogs? Come on, if you're going through it, you got to buy some hot dogs. We bought some ice cream, a frozen pizza, and water. Now, $19 today would probably, you know, be good enough for like maybe a slice of pizza. But at the time, we were able to, we walked back and we're celebrating. So we, we've known what it's like to go through some lack. So what, what, I'm, what I'm speaking on tonight doesn't come from, a, oh, you know, Pastor Marco has it so easy. He doesn't know what I'm going through. No, I do know what you're going through. But something that we did, we, we began to, to flood our mind and our psyche with the reality and the revelation of who God really is. One of the biggest challenges that we face is that we, we, we base our reality, our understanding of who God is, on our current circumstances or our experiences or our upbringing so if if I have lived through lack my whole life then God must be really a God of lack or if, if I've had if, if people have betrayed me my whole life then God must be that must must be my portion 
Or if, if, if I've never felt love, then God must be like, must not care about me. But, but if you're wise, if you're, if you're a mature, come on, a mature Christian, a follower of Christ, you base your understanding, we base our understanding on the reality of what the Bible says and the truth of the Bible. So I want to walk us through some of the, the, the scriptures and characters of the Bible so we understand who God really is. That He's the God of abundance. Genesis chapter 1, and I, I probably won't have the scriptures here, there's a lot of them. But just follow along with me. Genesis chapter 1, I want you to catch the language of the Bible. Genesis 1 verse 11 says, Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. And it was so. So right there, God gives us the revelation and the, the secret to create wealth. Watch this. Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind, whose seed is in itself on the earth. What God is telling Adam and Eve is, hey, you're, you're going to have seed, and your job is to sow that seed. Sowing is nothing else but investing. Something Natalie and I began to do when we began to prosper a little bit, we began to save money so that we could invest. Right now you might find yourself in a, in a season where you just have enough. But, but, but watch God unlock some things in your life and bring a little bit more revenue to your life and you begin to save. And, and, and I would challenge you and actually encourage you to save some and be thinking of how can I be sowing? How can I be investing? Some of my best friends are brilliant at this. Chris Aguilar gave a great talk at Pathfinder Nights on what it's like to invest. He's brilliant. There's a lot of resources here at the church. You can talk to people and we can encourage you. You can also do Pathfinders, PFA, the Pathfinders Apprenticeship, where we help unlock you. Okay, so you can begin to create wealth. Genesis 1, 20 and 20 says, Then God said, let the waters abound with an abundance of living creatures. Everybody say Abundance. Does the Bible says that let the waters abound with a lack of living creatures? Abundance. And let birds fly above the earth across the face of the firmament of the heavens. Notice the abundance of God. Genesis 1:27. This is what God tells Adam and Eve. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. Everybody say, bless them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Does that sound like a, like a language of lack? Abundance. God is the God of abundance. Cain and Abel bring offerings to the Lord. And the only way they were able to do that was because they prospered. They had more than enough. Noah, Noah, God tells Noah after the flood, bring out the birds and cattle and everything that creeps on the earth so that they may abound on the earth. God is thinking abundance. Just flow with me for a second. So then God goes on to make a covenant with Noah and says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest. You might find yourself in a time of seed time, but just know that God promises the harvest. That is the way God says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest. You might be like, Pastor Marco, I'm a person of tithing and giving offerings and sowing. Just know that while the earth remains, seed time and harvest. The harvest might be coming. I know a little bit, just a little bit about, about farming. 
And I know that some crops take longer to, to grow. Like cucumber, for example, takes about three months to the plant begins to grow and then they grow the cucumber. Papaya. How many like papaya? I don't personally. But I have, I have clients that bring lots of papaya daily. 10, 12, imagine 10 or 12 semis full of papaya on a daily basis. It's a lot of papaya. A papaya takes about nine months to grow. It's different for grapes. It takes, I don't know, a year to grow. It's different for every fruit. But while the earth remains, seed time and harvest. Abraham. God says to Abraham, get out of your country from your family and your father's house to a land that I will show you. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Somebody say blessing. Genesis 13, 2 says, Abraham was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold. Isaac. Genesis 26, the Bible says that Isaac, in the midst of the famine, everybody say famine. Isaac began to prosper, continued to prosper until he became very prosperous, what the Bible says. Jacob, Genesis 30, 43, thus the man became exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks of female and male servants and camels and donkeys. Joseph, God reveals to Joseph a saving strategy that he would save. There would be seven years of prosperity and he would save for seven years, 25% of the income. And then, and then the, 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 the famine would come and they would have enough. And what Joseph, in the wisdom of God, did he bought all of the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. Somebody say abundance. Moses leads, leads the children of Israel out of Egypt and the Bible says that they left full of riches. Exodus 12, 36. The Lord caused the Egyptians to look favorably on the Israelites and they gave the Israelites whatever they asked for. So they stripped the Egyptians of their wealth. We're going after the spirit of poverty tonight. Just notice this, if, if you, can we just get real tonight? If you're here listening to this message, listen, this is something that I have to break off on a daily basis. It's not like you break it off once and then you're done. I have to feed myself with the abundance of God on a daily basis. Because I don't know what it's like for you. For me, my tendency is to go poverty mindset. Oh, there's not enough. But we're going to break it off tonight. Some of you, it'll be the first time you're going to draw a line on the sand. You know what? You're going to be like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to believe the abundance of God. And I'm going to begin to break off the spirit of poverty in my life for myself, my family, and my children, and my children's children. But if you're here tonight listening to this word and you begin to twitch a little bit, or you get a little bit of a critical spirit and begin to try to digest or dissect what I'm saying, Oh, is that true? Is that really the Bible? I'm just going to preach the Bible. But that might be an indicator that you might have a spirit of poverty just, just trying to fight you and say, don't believe the word. Don't believe what he's saying. A lot of us grew up in a spirit of religion. And a spirit of religion wants to control you and bring fear to you. Why do you think the devil would try to cause us to believe that it is holy to be poor? Why do you think China is buying land all over the world, in fact, all over the U.S.? Because they're so wealthy. Do you think the devil wants us Christians, people of the kingdom of God, to, uh, to grow in wealth? 
and take over our cities and take over our state and take over the nation, come on, and fund the greatest projects like Jesus Revolution? Do you think the devil wants us to, to accumulate wealth so we can buy land and buy more buildings and get more people saved? Come on, and launch people into mission, to the mission world? Do you think the devil will want us to do that? No, but we're going to break off the spirit of poverty tonight in the name of Jesus. Listen to David, 1 Chronicles 22, 11 through 16. You have to listen to this. Only may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding. This is David, the last few words of his life, speaking to Solomon. Only may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding and give you charge concerning Israel, that you may keep, keep the law of the Lord your God, then you will prosper if you take care of fulfilling, to fulfill the statutes and judgments with which the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Indeed, I have taken, taken much trouble to prepare for the house of the Lord 100,000 talents of gold. I've taken much trouble to prepare for the house of the Lord 100,000 talents of gold and 1 million talents of, of silver and bronze and iron beyond measure for it is so abundant. Are you catching this? The, the flow of the kingdom of God is abundance. The flow of the kingdom of God is abundance. God preached, God tells us in Revelation that the, the streets are paved with gold in heaven. Do you think there's lack in the kingdom of God? No, we, we serve a God of abundance. I have prepared timber and stone also and you may add to them. Moreover, there are workmen with you in abundance. Something I believe that everything that I'm going to do in my life, that God is going to provide an abundance. Whether it's ministry, whether it's the business world, or whatever it is, we are going to experience the abundance of God. In resources. Sometimes people is resources. Sometimes it is finances. But we've committed to believe, listen, to fight. To, believing means fighting sometimes. And fighting the attacks of the enemy and those spirits trying to control your belief system and, and try to tell you you're believing lies or try to keep you down. The, the, the kingdom of this world, the devil is, is, is just like gravity, tries to pull you down. And God is like, no, look up towards the stars and see if you can count, if you can count them because there's an abundance of stars. woodsmen and stonecutters and all types of skillful men for every kind of work of gold and silver and bronze and iron there is no limit arise and begin working and the Lord be with you now watch this in today's dollars David donated approximately 158.6 billion dollars worth of the precious metals in 18 billion dollars of silver This is what's beautiful about the kingdom of God. We can choose to believe whatever we want to believe. But the kingdom of God operates through revelation. And unless we catch a revelation of the God of abundance. Listen, listen to this. Jesus is talking to Peter and the disciples and he says, who do you say that I am? Peter goes, you are the Christ. The son of the living God. And then Jesus goes, 
flesh, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And upon this rock, I will build my church. Most scholars believe that the rock he was talking about was the revelation that Peter had. The kingdom of God will be built on the revelation that you just had. Your life is built on the revelation that you catch on Sundays, on Wednesday nights, on your own time with the Lord. That's why the one-year Bible, whatever, however you want to do it, because we need the revelation of the scriptures. We need the revelation of the Bible, of the Word of God, and the Holy Spirit to literally brainwash how we think. We cannot be so prideful to think that, that our whole lives we've, we've, we've lived a perfect life and we were taught perfectly, I don't have to change. I was raised up perfectly. You have it all wrong. I, I don't have to change. My, my brother, you have some blind spots on your life. No, 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 you have the blind spots. Look at you. Listen, our, our, our posture should be of humility. God, teach me. Show me. What, what is it that needs to change in me? Mold my heart. Who will ascend into the hill of the Lord but those that have clean hands and a pure heart? A pure heart is the humble heart. God, teach me. If I, if I have lived under a spirit of poverty and lack mentality, help me break off. Come on, that I may adapt, adopt the, the, the God of abundance, that kind of mindset that would re catch the revelation that helped me step into my God-given destiny. Do you think that you were meant to live poor? My God, we were meant to come on to take over the nations and grow in all that God has for us and multiply and take over the city and the state and the nation. There's so much more for you and I. I'm telling you, I see ceilings being broken off right now. Come on, give a shout of praise. Give a shout of praise right now, Father. We praise you and worship you right now, God. Lift off limitations and ceilings of poverty. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you, what your reality is right now. It starts with a revelation. Solomon, 1 Kings 10, 23. So King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and in wisdom. They say his net worth was about $2.1 trillion. Oh, but God is the God of poverty. I don't know what that brother's saying up there. God, God, God. That's what my mama taught me and my grandma taught me. My dad is what he always said. My dad, and my dad is a man of the word. I'm telling you, my dad is a man of the word of God. He teaches me. My uncle teaches me. You can choose to believe that. But, but you're going to get what you believe. I love what Pastor Jurgen says. Man, they always criticize awakened. Oh, those people at awakened. The girls are so beautiful. They all prosper. They buy houses and miracles happen. And who do they think they are? People were believing for babies. They get babies. People get healed. They buy all the buildings and, and they're growing, taking over the city. Who do they think they are? Come on, are you ready to catch the revelation of the God of abundance? The God of abundance. So, so why do we lack? 
why do we lack if God is a God of abundance? There's some practicals. You might be living beyond your means. You might be overspending. We might be overspending. Oh, God doesn't answer my prayers. Well, look at your budget. Maybe too much Uber Eats. You know, maybe we like shopping a little too much or maybe we like the toys too much. My, my wife and I, over the last few months, I would say six, eight months, things got really tight. And I thought it was my wife's fault. True story. I said, babe, you're overspending. I know it. Oh, here we go again. Another thing you bought. Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it because I didn't want to get in trouble a lot. So until I just got fed up. I said, babe, we got to change. You are overspending. She said, really? I'm going to show you. So she went, and like a Proverbs 31 woman, she downloaded all the bank statements and began line by line. And she sent me a report of every single expense. And she was right. She was not overspending. I was not overspending. What happened is we took on a couple of investments and they didn't go well. One of our, our homes we purchased in Utah wasn't doing so well. So can we just get real tonight? So realize that our, our home expenses tripled, no, quadrupled almost. And I'm like, you're blaming my wife. But listen, that, that doesn't mean that God is not a God of abundance. No, I have to be a good steward of the, the finances that God gives me, that God entrusts to me. I still have to be a man of excellence something we teach in Pathfinders. Listen, you can believe all that you want, God, and pray, and even tithe, but you still have to be competent. Oh, you don't like to hear that, huh? Oh, pastor, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I come to church. I believe the promises of God. Yes, but are you competent? Are you good at what you do? Are you the best at what you do? Have you made yourself marketable? Have you made yourself valuable for the market so people want what you have? The Bible says that David pastor shepherded the people by the integrity of his heart and the skillfulness of his hands. You still have to have some skill. Oh, is this too hard? So we said, you know what? We got to put our house in the market didn't go well sometimes you have to be humble enough and not just you know think you have it all together oh I never make mistakes I'll finish this story later but another way of, of, of why we find ourselves in lack is that um, we might not be making enough money and that is a that is a reality we lift that and we began to have to search I remember crying out to God why am I so poor? I hate this. Because here, here, here's what happens. The spirit of poverty will try to come and get you to yield and concede. But you cannot. You still have to fight and believe the promises of God. My Bible says that my God will supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Seek first the kingdom of God and he will, all these things shall be added to you. Come on, he'll open the windows of heaven over your life and pour out such a blessing. God delights in the prosperity of his servant. Come on, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. 
Come on, he became poor so that through his poverty I might become rich, 2 Corinthians. You cannot yield to a spirit of poverty. Even if you're facing it, you still have to fight. You still have to fight. I remember crying out to God because even in the midst of our poverty, I, 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 I was messed up because I knew the scriptures. I said, God, that is not who you are. And I remember crying out to God and believing and getting real with God. I said, God, you have to show up. I'm tired of this. I was a tither. I was a believer. God. And then God showed up. We felt the peace of God. And then I began to knock on some doors. I said, you got to get skilled. You got to get competent. You can't get lazy on your butt at home saying, I believe God. I tithe. And then do nothing about it. Began to knock on some doors, got some offers for a job until the opportunity came for us to launch a business. And thank God it prospered. But it's true that we do find ourselves in lack sometimes. Genesis chapter 3, watch this. Then to Adam, so, so Adam and Eve, they take of the fruit of the garden. So they disobey God. And we know what happens. But watch this. Then to Adam, he said, because you have heeded the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying, you shall not, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for your sake. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. That was the first curse that God said to Adam. The ground represents livelihood, provision, your career. What you do is what they would, it was their food, is what they would use for trading. And the first thing that was cursed, and it wasn't God was so mean that he cursed it. No, the sin of Adam and Eve made provision for the curse to come in. And the ground was cursed. What are you saying, pastor? Is the ground cursed? Is why I find myself in lack? No, watch this. Galatians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law having become a curse for us for it is written cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith even though the ground is cursed through Christ I now am blessed and now I have a choice. Do I, do I choose to tap into the curse of the ground or do I step into the blessing of the Lord? I decide, you and I decide. So I say, I'm going to tap into the blessing of the Lord. So there are a few things that we can do to tap into the blessing. Can I share them with you real quick? The first one is that obedience unlocks the blessing. Obedience unlocks the blessing. Genesis chapter 22, Abraham brings Isaac to the mountain and God says to Abraham, because you've obeyed my voice in blessing, I will bless you and in multiplying, I will multiply you. What unlocked the blessing? Obedience. Watch this. Deuteronomy chapter 28. It's going to make a lot of sense here. Deuteronomy chapter 28, it reads, Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to, if you what? If you diligently what? If you diligently what? If you diligently what? 
Obedience unlocks the blessing. If you obey the, vo the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Because you obeyed the voice of the Lord your God, He said it twice. Blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall you be, shall be the fruit of your body, the produce of your ground, and the increase of your herds. Wait a second. Didn't God say curses the ground? God is so good. He said, I'm going to give you a little tactic, a little strategy on how you can turn the curse into the blessing. If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, if you diligently obey, you'll turn the curse into a blessing into a blessing is there anybody hungry for the blessing of God tonight so my wife and I find ourselves living a little tight and um, and I'm like I'm like I'm done have you ever been frustrated before with your life with God with your friends with your wife, your kids. Hide your wife, hide your kids, hide everyone because I'm frustrated. So we happened, we got invited to go to Dream City Conference in Arizona and we're there, we're just receiving and, uh, and we feel the Lord say, sow and give an offering to unlock yourself. I'm like, oh God. Things are a little tight. But I've seen God work before. You know, one of the coolest things of Psalm 23 is that most scholars believe that David wrote that towards the end of his life. That it was as if an older man was writing lessons he had learned throughout his life. And in his old life, he writes, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. And I can tell you that's been our lives. So I, I've seen God work. So I'm like, okay. And God says, So a thousand dollars. How many of you know that you can do a lot with a thousand dollars? I'm telling you, things are a little tight, but we're going to sow in obedience. That same night, we get a text from our assistant, hey, the fridge just broke down. I'm like, God, we just sold a thousand dollars. I like wanted to call the church, can, you, can I get it back? And it's going to cost you $1,300. I said, you know what? We're going to stick it to the devil and give a $1,300 offering right now. I've never done that before. I've heard Pastor Jurgen does it. I'm going to stick it to the devil and I'm going to give again. So I'm like, babe, give me the phone. <laughs> Press send. Take it, devil. Did something happen? No. But I know obedience unlocks the blessing. Obedience unlocks the blessing. Obedience unlocks the blessing. Come on, somebody. Obedience. Some of you, God has been asking you to give. To give to vision builders. To give an offering to sow. And you've been withholding. You want to get unlocked tonight. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, obedience unlocks the blessing. So then, where do we go after? I go to emerge. And, and the first night, an offering, I feel the Holy Spirit say, you sow $1,000. I'm like trying the wi-fi doesn't work any merch man notice the wi-fi didn't work i'm like oh babe it wasn't meant to be <laughs> the next morning the pastor goes you know what we fixed the wi-fi now you can give i'm like oh, okay 
send. That was before the service starts. Then somebody comes up to do the offering. I feel the Holy Spirit say, give again. I'm like, no. I'm already like, I'm already like, like gotten way too deep in this thing that I'm like, yes, I was laughing too. How many of you love Jessica's laugh? Come on. Her laughter is way better than mine. So I feel the Holy Spirit say, give again. So I'm like, mortgage, here you go. <laughs> and then I feel the Holy Spirit say, ask your son. Teach him about giving. He actually pressed in. Let's teach him about giving. Ask him how much we should give. We should give more and how much. I said, River, do you think we should give a little more? He says, yeah. I'm trying to act like all cool, like I have this like, good, we're generous. <laughs> Holy Spirit says, ask him. I said, River, how much do you think we should give? He said, I think 400. I'm like, I thought he was going to say 1,000. I'm like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> 400. Okay, press send. Then we go to Salt Lake City to speak at Pathfinders on Tuesday. Thankfully, the Lord didn't say to give at Salt Lake City. Praise the Lord. <laughs> But then we go to Boise for their service, and we're in tears during worship. We're like, oh, yeah, never mind. We're in Salt Lake City. We're having dinners with the pastors, and, and my wife goes, you know when an elbow comes, it's not a good thing. She says, hey, let's sew and pay for the dinner. It was a lot of people. And at this time, I kid you not, this is what's cool, what's crazy about God. Once you got on a roll in obeying God, it gets easier. At this time, I'm like, what the heck? It's already bad. So, sure. It was $1,200. Press. Then we go to Boise. I'm in tears during worship. They do the offering. I'm like, and the Holy Spirit says, so. I said, babe, how much do you think we need to give? She said, 750. I felt a thousand again. Listen, all these numbers to you, it might be nothing. To some of you, it might be a lot. It doesn't matter. We're all on a journey, okay? We're all on a journey. Don't compare yourself to my giving. To, I won't compare myself to yours. To some of you, it might be like, that would be the equivalent of $100,000, $10,000. To some of you, it might be $100. It doesn't matter. We're all on a journey, amen? So the, so the Holy Spirit says, give a thousand bucks, so... Well, I know obedience unlocks the blessing. It says, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God, the produce of your ground, your career, your provision, your business life, the produce of your ground and the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle and the, and the offering of your, of your flocks shall be blessed. Well, we get a call from a realtor. Listen, that house was already on the market months ago nothing happens we told the realtor we got full of faith again for the first time in a while listen I think I think the campaign took me out a little bit really somebody told me hey you're gonna have to go through therapy and I'm like no I'm good but honestly I think it really took me out like I was struggling because I've always been used to like fighting and and experiences victory but for a few months I was like I felt defeated and I didn't know that the, the offerings and the giving and the obedience would unlock me. It changed something in me. So we got together full of faith. We called the realtors and said, you know what? How much can we get for this house? He goes, ah, maybe 950, 980. 
Natalie goes, this might seem crazy to you, but we're believing for 1.2. All right, let's believe. Well, we're in Boise. We get an offer for 1.2 million dollars for our house. For us, that was a 30% profit. Again, don't let this intimidate you or depress you or even, or, or you, to, to some of you might be a little bit. But the testimony is when you obey God, when you obey God. Listen, I didn't know when I was, God was asking me to give the offerings. But guess what's the first thing we're going to do when we get paid? We're going to finish our vision builders. Because I know that obedience unlocks the blessing. If you want to break the spirit of poverty over your life and lack mentalities, I'm telling you. Whatever God says to do, just do it. Just do it. And here's my second and last point. The tithe unlocks the blessing. Ah, oh, Pastor Marco, I hear that every week. Tell me something new. Well, if we all did it, then maybe the Holy Spirit wouldn't ask me to do it again. I love you. Don't get mad at me. This is what's really cool though. You see the life of Abraham in Genesis 14, he's the first tither. And then you see the life of Abraham blessed throughout his life. But Malachi chapter 3, thousands of years later, we see what God was thinking about the tithe. Malachi chapter 3 is the uh, perfect, it's, it's, it's a way of getting into the mind of God. Of what he thought about the tithe. Listen to this. This is God speaking. Will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse. Here comes a curse again. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house, and try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. Who is speaking? God is speaking. And try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing, here comes a blessing now. Blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your, of your ground, of your ground, of your ground. The tithe unlocks the ground. The blessing of your career and your provision is unlocked through the tithe. So that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all nations will call you blessed for you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. The tithe unlocks the blessing of the ground, of the ground, of the ground. You find yourself in a, in a cycle of things that are working out. I want to encourage you. Yield to the Holy Spirit. Become a tither. What is a tithe? It's the 10%. Kelly said it beautifully. Obedience unlocks the blessing. The tithe unlocks the blessing. And we'll end with this. Brokenness unlocks the blessing. Why don't we stand together as we close?
brokenness unlocks the blessing. What is brokenness? It's complete surrender towards God. Yielding to whatever He says. That unlocks the blessing. We see Jesus with the five loaves and the two fish. Another beautiful story of the abundance of God. He feeds 20,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. And the Bible says that He took the bread and He broke it. And in the breaking, it began to multiply. And he was able to feed the 20,000 people. The blessing came through the brokenness. This was a beautiful picture of what would take place on the cross. Jesus, the body, the bread, would be broken for the release of blessing for all of us. Then he does it again. He feeds another, I don't know, 14,000 people. And this is what's so crazy. You see in the Bible, Jesus tells his disciples, do, do you not yet understand do you not get it? You can read your Bible. You can look through the, read through the lines and see exactly what Jesus says. Do you not understand that I am the God of abundance? Why are you so afraid? But God is going to unlock us tonight. If you're here tonight and you know that you need to break through a spirit of poverty, I want you to raise your hand really bold. Say, hey, it's me. I need to break, to break some poverty mindsets spirit of poverty it's been on my on my grand it's been on my grandparents my family just keep your hands really high really high really high we're gonna pray right now and believe come on this is gonna be the beginning the beginning for some of us come on a breaking through some ceilings come on and God is about to release the blessing of God come on the blessing the blessing of obedience the blessing of broken is the blessing of the tithe and giving. Can we just pray in the Spirit for a second? Come on, if you pray in tongues, if not, just receive the gift of the Spirit right now. If you've never heard tongues, don't be alarmed. It's in the Bible. The Holy Spirit fills you up and you begin to speak in tongues. They're heavenly languages. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, I command the spirit of poverty to leave right now in the name of Jesus and go. I declare the blood of Jesus Christ to cover our campus. Come on, the blood of Jesus to cover our campus. In the name of Jesus. Come on and declare that Jesus went to the cross and took our poverty. He took the curse so that we can be blessed and so that we can operate in the blessing. Come on, renew our mind right now. Come on, change our thinking. Change our mindset. Change our thinking. Change our thinking. Change our thinking right now in the name of Jesus. Keep your eyes closed because sometimes it takes time for healing sometimes there's a process to the renewing of the mind but sometimes I'm telling you it's instantaneous God delivered me from a spirit of lust and pornography when I was 20 years old instantaneously he delivered me from it it was powerful God just took the desire away from me to some of us in fact right now he might be delivering you right now from that in the name of Jesus but this could be the same for the spirit of, of, of poverty, poverty mindsets, lack mentalities, scarcity. 
It can happen right now in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we break off right now any wrong thinking. Come on, I see a release of the anointing of God right now, a release of the anointing. Come on, just receive it. Release the anointing. To some of you, it's gonna ex you're going to experience a warmth in your heart and your mind. To some of you, you're going to experience deep peace, the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. Some of you are going to begin to receive visions of what you should do, ideas, thoughts. Come on, he's going to unlock your, your thinking for maybe uh, provision, maybe for a new business, maybe for to apply for a job. Maybe he's giving you an idea, a solution to something, a problem you're facing. Come on, we see it right now so clearly. Come on, open your mind to the flow of heaven right now. Holy Spirit, we receive all that you have for us. Come on, all the thoughts, all the ideas. We repent. Come on, from being rebellious and fighting you. We surrender everything to you right now in the name of Jesus. And we declare that we are blessed. Come on, will you say that with me? I am blessed. I am blessed. The favor of God is on my life. The favor of God is on my life. Come on, say it like you mean it. The favor of God is on my life. I am a multiplier. I am a producer. I am a fighter. God is with me. God is behind me. Nothing can stop me. I got this. I will prosper. I'm blessed. God is with me. God got this. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Wow. What an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages, information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.